welcome to our church. I'm, uh, I'm Joey, a very good friend of ours. Uh, and also we have um, a lot of friends uh, visiting us today from, um, you know, the activity yesterday, uh, the baby shower. <laughs> we'll fellowship with them later on, all right? So Matthew chapter, Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. We are um, a bit uh, short of time, but um, nevertheless, we will just give way to this um, word of God, and I know that this will be a blessing to all of us. Let's take a look at these verses from verse number 25 to verse number 34. Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 to verse number 34. Just follow with your eyes. I will read these uh, verses <coughs> and follow with your eyes. <coughs> Bible says from verse number 25 of the book of Matthew chapter 6. Therefore, I say unto, unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, Shall ye not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What we shall eat, or what we shall drink, or wherewithal shall uh, we be clothed? For, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth uh, that you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought of the, for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, once again. Bless us, O God, in this moment of our worship. I pray, O God, that your name will be glorified and magnified in our midst. Cover me with the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ and allow your word, O God, to penetrate into the hearts of your people and let your people lord to know the meanings of this uh, passage of scripture and help me also lord as i deliver your word and i pray that you will just use me O oh god as your mouthpiece this morning and bless your people O oh god and i pray that salvation will happen i pray lord that your salvation will come to those people who need of uh, the savior and also lord um, i pray that you will cause those people who are saved to serve you faithfully Bless all of us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Our message this morning is all about God's law of priorities. You know, um, um, the verse here is very astonishing in verse number 33. And a lot of people fall into this uh, uh, by, by um, making priorities, wrong priorities in our lives. And it's very common to all of us that we put uh, minor things major. And we, we make uh, major things minor. So that is always uh, a real problem uh, in this life because all of us will fall 
and will always fall into that. As you see here, uh, we will consider here some of the things that God puts first in order of importance. And again, uh, <clears throat> there is certain excitement um, about first things. And uh, you remember maybe of your first things in life. You remember maybe, you know, the first time that uh, you entered school and the first time that, you know, uh, uh, you, you, you went to uh, high school and the first day in college and all those kind of first things that, you know, are thrilling and exciting. And also sometimes um, we can relate that to our first time that we need um, to come to the Savior. The first time that we um, ask the Lord to come into our life. Me, I can, I can remember the time when um, I first came to the church uh, in Mabolo. Uh, we had a very, um, you know, a light material building in um, Nipa hut, and and, uh, and the floor was um, like made of bamboo um, things. So it's it's very it's very poor condition of the building. But it was not about the building. I just remember uh, the first time that um, I heard the preaching and um, I. I raised my hand when Pastor Jimbo asked if I, if anyone wants to receive Jesus Christ. So I raised my hands to receive Jesus Christ at that time. And um, then I came forward and, and, and I, I, re I received the Lord and I prayed to, to, for Jesus Christ to come into my life. And again, I cannot, I cannot remember the day, but I remember that it happened. And again, that is exciting thing, exciting things about our Christian life. And there are other new things, first time in our lives that happened, like uh, when when I joined the uh, I joined the youth program. Uh, we were just very small in those times, and we we, we sat on the floor and circle, and there were just like maybe seven of us, eight of us. And I remember those people there around me, and then I remember also uh, when when we had our. You know, youth program and and Pastor Jimbo for the first time asked me to preach. He asked me to preach and and when 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 I was asked to preach, I, I was told already by Pastor Jimbo, do not say no. <laughs> so I just said yes. But actually, I was I was troubled. But I just tr trust the Lord. I just asked the Lord, and I have not preached in my life. And I do not talk even in in the front. And I always hide at the back. I always like you know. Um, I, I just want to be a part of the service, but not really someone talking. So I don't want to talk. And now I'm going to preach. But that was Wednesday, so not so much people. But what I did, I was I was a fireman at the time, um, and I worked in the fire department. And in our in our fire department, we have a tall tower. Um, I do not know, maybe um, 20 story or 15 story. It's very tall, very high up there. Um, so, but it's not used now. Uh, we use it before for to sign. Whenever there are smoke all around the city, you can you can tell the place where it is, so the fireman uh, will be guided. But we don't use it. But what I did when Pastor Jimbo asked me to preach, I went up to the uh, tower. I went up to the tower, and over there in the tower, you can see the buildings, you know, um, below me, a lot of buildings. Then I imagine these buildings are people. So I preached there at the tower, but just by myself, you know, just to practice. I preached and preached. I tried to, you know, modulate my voice and how am I going to project my voice that this, um, 
uh, you know, the buildings in front of me can. Oh, I was just like, you know, oh, how am I going to preach? How, how, what, how am I going to stand there in front of people? But I just prayed and prayed and asked the Lord, Lord, please help me. I do not know what to do with this. I do not know how to preach. So, um, by the grace of God, um, when time for me to preach, uh, He gave me um, peace in my heart and just not to be worried uh, about what I'm going to say and not to be worried about what people may think. You know, I was just, you know, focus on the message and, and praise the Lord, that was my first message <laughs> in my life. And uh, from then on, uh, I, I was like occasionally uh, put by Pastor Jimbo to preach and, and in the Young People's Program give messages and eventually he puts me as a Sunday school teacher and for seven years and then um, the Lord called me to preach and the Lord called me in the ministry full time. And I just thank the Lord for all those um, you know, things that happen, you know, those first experiences, those experiences that, you know, uh, but this morning what we are going to see um, priorities and those priorities, experiences in the past, uh, they happen in order of time, you know, uh, until until we grew up in our Christian life and, and now we are mature, we are old, me, I'm, I'm now 50 years old, so again, um, those experiences came first in order of time. But this morning, I would like to um, focus upon some things that um, should come first by our deliberate, deliberate choice. We need to put a deliberate choice and in order for these important things to come first. Uh, in our lives as the Lord Jesus Christ said in verse number 33 of our text in Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 but seek ye first the kingdom of God you see seek ye first these are the things that God wants us to put in priori priority you need to put priority you have to make it deliberate you have to put action to it in order for these things to be happening you see, this is not just God's priority. Actually, this is, you know, a priority that in reality, uh, these are the things that have real impact on us. This is God's view on things. And I believe what is the view of God on these things are uh, is real and, and, and useful and beneficial for all of us. If you do not follow God's priority, I will tell you, in the end, you will be on the disadvantage. In the end, you will be on the, uh, on the losing end. So God knows already how to um, you know, progress in this life, how to avoid problems, how to um, you know, uh, advance our, our spirituality. The Lord knows that. But we need to make that priority, um, put that with a de deliberate choice. I had a business before, um, before we came, uh, we flew to Australia in 2000, I, I started my business in 2002, and then uh, many years after that we flew to Australia. So that business, um, um, I used the bank uh, called iBank, it is an international exchange bank. So in that bank, um, um, I have been with them for, for many years, and um, one time my sister bought a property and she placed the property under my name. So I'm the one like uh, owner of the property, but it's not my property, it's my sister's property. So she bought it and the money flows through me. 
So the money flows through me. Now, um, I went to the bank, this kind of bank, and I did not have a checking account, so I had to open a checking account so that I can write checks and issue checks to wherever I send the money to. Now, um, in that, um, I was surprised how the bank treated me in that time. I've been, I've been with the bank for many, many uh, occasions and many times, and I was just surprised the treatment I received from that bank. There were still people in the queue, but when I approached the one on the till giving the, the check, that person in the till, the teller, you know, closed his window, her window, she closed her window and got out, you know, to see me and talk to me and as if like I'm the only person there, that or a lot of people, but she was really um, assisting me until I finished my uh, transaction. And I was surprised because um, that was very unusual. And maybe um, I thought that maybe they did this to those people who will deposit a certain amount. Because that amount that I had is a good, you know, significant amount. Maybe the rich people are always afforded with this kind of treatment in the bank. And the ordinary depositors um, will not have that kind of treatment. You see, in our life, my friend, just what the bank is applying there, um, one of the biggest things that we have to learn in, in this life is uh, the word called uh, discrimination. That discrimination. Many, many things in this world clamor for priority. Many things in this life, if, if you are not careful about your schedule, you might be placing unimportant things over and above the important things. If you are not careful about priority, um, you know, that is why it's important that we need to assess the value of the thing and, and, and put them in the right priority. Or otherwise, you will give first place to those secondary things. And that is exactly perhaps what the bank did in those times. Because I was still, I was puzzled about that. Why the, the lady, because never before it happened to me that the lady would shut the window and then and, uh, attend to me. Everything, she stood there and stopped those people working because she wants to get something just to attend to me and finish my transaction. You see, I think um, to, to them, customers who will deposit millions um, treat them above the rest and again uh, uh, they give extra uh, service uh, they give they give them priorities and that is normal because they they, they, they take they take care of you know um, big uh, or businessmen or people who have the money they take care of them because that's their bread and butter the, the rich people in in the city. But again, the same thing is true in our spiritual life, in our spiritual things. We kind of apply this priority. You need to make priority. As God also sets forth a priority and shows us that you need to give important things to those important things. And here, this morning, I will tell you, we ought to give priority to eternal things rather than temporal things. We ought to give priority to our soul. The soul is more important than the body. The Bible says here in Mark chapter 8 verse 36, 
in Mark chapter 8 verse number 26 for what shall it uh, for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul my friends the things of eternity are of infinitely greater value and importance than the things of time the things of eternity must be must be our focus not the things here um, in this world that's what the Bible says in Colossians seek those things which are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God set your affections on things above what are the things above the church is things above the Bible is the things above the Word of God the souls of men the worship of God these are the things above set your affections on things above not on the things of the earth what are the things of the earth our job perhaps our school our but these things are important but not as important as the things above you see that is why we need to prioritize we need to put them in priority second corinthians chapter 4 verse number 18 second corinthians 4 18 the bible says while we look not at the things which are seen um but at the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporal but the things which are not seen are eternal there are eternal things the bible says in hebrews chapter 9 verse number 27 uh, as it is appointed unto man once to die and after this but after this that this um the judgment you see for all of us who love the lord you and i who love the lord jesus christ um, we put importance more on the things of God. Why? Because we love the Lord. But besides that, um, we put more importance on the things of God than the things of this world. The reason being, the reason being, because everything in this world will be funneled into the judgment of God. Everything will go into the judgment. And we need to understand, um, and we need to prepare ourselves for that judgment. Not so cumbered so much about these, you know, tiny little things here on this earth. And if we put so much or our focus on the things on this earth, our job, our making money, and all these kind of things, and then we are focused on these things, and then we have neglected that more important things, that would be to our own ruin. We are putting ourselves in jeopardy. That is why we need to understand that life itself is far more important than positions. It's good to have positions. It's good to have buildings like this. It's good to have a beautiful house. It's good to have a nice car. It's good to have, you know, a, 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 a swimming pool at the back of the backyard. It's good to have all these things. But my friend, life is more important than positions. Right. What, what is going to do with that if you are already in your, you know, life support? What is that swimming pool at the backyard if you are already, you know, you got hosed, your food will go through your nose? What is that to do? Um, what is that money? What what the, that money do when you are already, you know, uh, you know, you're, you have cancer? So those kind of things. There is an amazing sermon of the Lord Jesus Christ um, in Luke chapter 12, verse number 15. Luke chapter 12, verse number 15, and he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness. For a man's life consisteth not 
in the abundance of the things which he possesses. You see, things really good. And if we have things, it's really a blessing from God. If we have properties, we have money. But mere positions, my friend, mere positions are not equal to life. There is more to life than positions. If we read farther here in Luke chapter 12, verse number 17, verse 17, and the Bible says here, and he thought within himself, saying, what shall I do? This is the rich man. And he has a lot of blessing coming to him, and, and the, the, the inflow of his income, the, the inflow of money is so much that you know his outflow could not um, um, could not um, his his bank account could not bear. So that's why he has this thinking in verse number seventeen, and he thought within himself, saying, "What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits." And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thy knees, drink, I mean, um, eat, drink, and be merry. But my friend, I will tell you, the story did not end there. The story of this man did not end there. Because the next verse says, But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul will be required of thee. It's not wrong to, her, to have all these properties. It's not wrong to have all this money. It's not wrong maybe to work. But if your life is just work and work and work and, and, and all get all those money and uh, you can buy the, your things and you can buy what you want you can travel to all around the world and you can retire in a nice place and I'll tell you the story will not end there the story will not end at your retirement there will be things coming along the way and that is the judgment of God it, he tells the man here thou fool this night, this night, the man is thinking about the future. The man is thinking about many years. But God said, this night, you don't have much years. You don't have months. You don't have weeks. You only have one night. Thou fool, this night. I will tell you, my friend, everything will come into the judgment. And you know what's the judgment? What? Have you done to Jesus Christ? That's the only question you have to answer. In your lifetime, what did you do with Jesus? What did you do to the Savior? My friend, life is far more important than positions. Another thing that you can find here that more, uh, moral strength is far more important than physical strength. And that is what the Bible says in, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 10. Ephesians 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. 
Be strong in the Lord. I'm, I'm not discouraging people to do this workout and work out and all these push-ups and all these chin-ups. Whatever things that you are going to do to develop your muscle and your strength, it is fine. It is perfectly fine. But do not neglect your you know, devotions to the Lord. Do not neglect your service to the Lord. Because we, we, we ought to be strong in the Lord. Because our fight is spiritual, therefore we must be strong in the spirit and in the power of His might. Not our might, not our strength, but the strength of the Lord in our lives. And again, here is our predicament in this life. Much of our trouble arises from the fact that we have reversed this order. Instead of there is the proper priorities and proper order to these things, what happened to us too often, we major the minor things. And we, we minor the major things. The things of the Lord is just an add-on to us. That's supposed to be the main. But the things of this world have become our major things. And the things of the Lord become minor things. And again, this is true to, our, to us personally. This is true also to our church. This is also true to our nation, to the people around us in our, in our society. But where can we find guidance in order for us to learn uh, how to put first things first? Where can we find that? Where can we find, you know, um, um, help? My friend, I will tell you, here we have the Word of God. And that the Lord Himself will give us, you know, His thoughts about this. The Bible, the Word of God is the one that will guide us. In every matter of faith and practice, the Word of God is our own sufficient guide. So this morning, I, want, I will bring you to this um, um, you know, record of God's law of priorities. First, we will find that in Matthew chapter 5, verse number 23 and verse number 24. The Bible says, Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath ought against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled. Then come and offer that. You see, there, there should be this priority. There should be priority in everything that we do. There should be priority to this in, when, when, when it comes to worship, when it comes to praising the Lord, when it comes to offering our offerings to the Lord, I will tell you, the Lord puts there the priority first. God wants our you know, spiritual well-being. He does not want us to come to our church and we have a lot of problems in our heart because you are angry with this brother, you are angry with this sister, and you, you hate this one and you hate that one, and you come to church and offer your gift. No, the Lord sees that. Before you do that, before you offer your gift, the Lord said, first be reconciled, and then come and offer your offering. You know what? It is a great blessing for us to decide, oh Lord, I have decided that I will give my offering to you, and this is what I'm going to do, Lord. Uh, please, Lord, you know, accept this from my person. But I will tell you, it is a great blessing when you think of offering unto the Lord. And, and God would accept that because the Lord will bless you, and the Lord will, will honor you with that. However, when you come, when you come to offer that offering unto the Lord, and you remember someone, 
You remember someone that you didn't like. You know, you know what God said? You know, leave your leave your offering and talk to that person and be reconciled with that person. Do not wait another uh, you know wait. Do not wait and wait another day. Be reconciled, and that is what this verse is saying. You see, there is this priority when we come and worship the Lord. Must be that that is why you need to be happy when you come to church. Smile and enjoy the joy of the of the Lord in our hearts. Must be visible. Must be evident that we have the we have the joy of the Lord in our lives. And again, if you read these verses really very carefully, uh, notice how that, uh, that, that clear is the divine order. This is God's order. Do not come and then you have full of hatred in your heart. Because your offering, you know, will just be in vain. The devil loves to sow the seeds of discord in the church. The devil loves to sow... Uh, 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 the seeds of discord in the family. But here the Lord is showing us the way of victory. And, and the way that commands this immediate blessing upon your life. We, we do come to church because we want to be blessed by the Lord. We come because we want God's favor upon us. But it will be in vain when we come and the Lord has no pleasure. Why? Because God sees our hearts. We need to worship God but again to worship Him. To bring gifts to Him or to enter into His service and His presence, they are all but in vain if um, we, we fail to obey God's requirement in, you know, making our hearts. That is why when we come, we ought to be happy. We ought to be joyful. Lord, thank you for, for the opportunity that I can come. Why? Because, you know what? For many times, the work of God is paralyzed in the church. The working of God, the ministry of God is paralyzed because His servants are frequently powerless. The reason why? Because they are unwilling to seek and secure reconciliation that is commanded by God so that you um, will release God's blessing. We are the ones that, um, you know, um, curtailing that blessing. And again, this is also applicable in a relationship in the home. The husband and the wife, the bickering between, between the spouses and anyone in the home, um, brothers and sisters and brothers and brothers, sisters and sisters, and, and children against parents and, and vice versa. All of these things, my friend, I will tell you, they are spiritually unproductive. Because, because of these things, the blessings of God will be, you know, um, withheld. In in First Peter, notice First Peter chapter three, verse number seven. First Peter chapter three, verse number seven. <clears throat> Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife, as unto the weaker vessel, and as being ears together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. You see, most of the time, the family's blessings are curtailed not because of your lack of devotion or not because of your, you know, uh, not, not, not giving your time to the Lord, but mostly because of the prevailing dishonor and disrespect between husband and wife and members of the family. That is the, the reason why 
uh, your prayers in the home are not answered because of this bickering. You see, the priority of reconciliation. You know, when, when, when the storage of God's blessing in your life is now piling up, is, is it not because, you know, you, you need to first perhaps go and be reconciled to your loved ones, to your wife, and, and sort out the problems and forgive each other and, and, and you know, uh, reconfirm your, your love to one another? You know, God is very much, you know, into this priorities. It is important this year that we, we can worship the Lord throughout this year and praise the Lord if we can do that. But again, that worship throughout this year is not going to be much effective and, 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 and you know, beneficial to us if we cannot, you know, uh, uh, settle the matters of our hearts and the things that really um, uh, withheld the, the, the blessings of God in our lives. First, God said, seek you first. So now first, uh, reconcile with your brother. Then come and offer your gift. The second thing here that we can find, uh, the second thing is in Matthew chapter 6, verse number 33. This is the uh, seeking of the spiritual thing, things first. Seeking of the spiritual things first. But seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Here is a, the most wonderful promise of the Lord Jesus. And again, if we will put God's claim first and seek to do His will first, then we have no anxiety about anything else. We have no problems about, you know, oh, what will happen in the, you know, uh, if I lose my job. Oh, what will happen if I, if I, if I you know, if I, um, um, have an accident what will happen if i get sick you know you will have no problems with anxiety about those things because the lord will shower you his blessings and his abundant provision in your life even in the days of shortage even in the days of famine even in the days of perhaps uh, recession whatever is the problem of the of the society you will not be affected that is what god says there if you, if you read Matthew 6, verse number uh, 31, uh, verse number 32, notice that verse number 31 and verse number 32. And therefore take no thought, saying, what we shall eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? You see, the, the, we have all these problems. The people outside have these problems. The people who do not know the Lord, they have these problems. But you and I, who love the Lord Jesus Christ, we will not think about this. Why? Because God will provide. It is the Lord that will provide. It's not our hands that will provide our needs. It's not you that will put food on your table. It is coming from the Lord. Do not take the credits all because I work hard. No, it is God who made you, you know, get up in the morning. It's not your strength to earn that money. It is coming from the Lord. You see, notice here in verse number 33, that we are to seek first not only His kingdom, but His also His righteousness. His kingdom is about the souls of men. Seek the souls of men. Be at peace with the, with the children of God. Be at peace with, the, with your, with your uh, brothers and sisters in the church. Be at peace with 
with uh, with the believers and all men seek their salvation ask the lord to bless these people your friends your loved ones and and your relatives your neighbors pray to the lord lord please save my neighbor lord please save my workmate uh, let this person lord come to know christ and not just seeking their their, their salvation uh, for the souls of men but also god's righteousness in your life while you pray for the salvation of others you also maintain god's righteousness you strive you you endeavor in everything possible where the lord jesus christ will be glorified that is seeking god's righteousness and his kingdom but seeking first the kingdom of god because that's very important you see, it is possible to be in the kingdom of God and yet not really seeking righteousness. A lot of that. I heard of another pastor in the Philippines that um, he's got three phones and he's got two ladies, wife and another lady. That is really sad. You see, they preach salvation to others and then they, 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 they seek the kingdom but not God's righteousness. It's not going to work. Some people, they are saved, but they are not really going on with the Lord. They just want to be saved, and that's all. They don't want to serve God. But the Bible says here in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse number 18, But grow in grace, and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to Him be glory, to Him be glory both now and forever. And again, in like manner, it is possible to be saved, and to disregard God's call to sanctification. You are saved, but you have no business of the things of God in your life. You just allow those filthy things. Uh, you just allow to use your eyes and watch those pornography and watch those naked uh, bodies there on your phones. My friends, I will tell you, uh, we are called, uh, we are saved by God to serve. And we cannot serve without um, regarding God's call to sanctification in 1st Thessalonians 4 ch chapter 4 verse 3 1st Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 3 for this is the will of God even your sanctification that you should abstain from fornication Apostle Paul was sternly warned the children of God the people of God the Christians about abstaining from fornication why because it is possible it is possible for you and me to be saved, but disregard God's call of holiness. Disregard God's call of sanctification. Thus we see that the promise here in Matthew chapter 6, verse number 33, is made only to the Christians who are willing to go all the way with the Lord. When you come to the Lord, go with the Lord all the way. Do not withhold something. Oh Lord, I, I want to go to heaven, but I want also to I want to taste Hollywood. Lord, I want, I want to follow you to heaven, but I want also to follow all these rock musicians. I want to follow Rihanna. Oh, who's Rihanna? Lord, I want to follow you, but I want also to listen to Britney Spears. I'll tell you, my friend, that the Lord will not. If you want to go with the Lord, go with the Lord all the way. All the way. God knows all about our temporal needs. God knows it. God knows that you need house. God knows that you need clothing. God knows that you need food. God knows now that we can add cars 
because we need it. Uh, God knows that we need petrol. God knows that we need all these, you know, um, uh, items in the house. God knows that we need, you know, a, a comfortable bed. God knows that we need um, comfortable um, um, blankets and all that. God knows your need. There's nothing really there that God doesn't know about you. God knows our temporal needs, but we need to put first things first. First things first. Example here about Elijah. If you remember Elijah, when he when he went uh, passed through Saripath, he met a woman there. A woman who was in great need. She's impoverished, and in fact, she was waiting for death because there's no food for all the land. It was a famine. It was a time of famine. But now Elijah came along and, and he, he requested for water and then and, and then asked for morsel of bread. But the woman said, I have no meat here. Um, I'm in fact, I'm doing this. And after this, I will give this to my son and me and her and him will eat. And after that, we'll die. And that is in, recorded in 1 Kings chapter 17, verse number 13. And then, then Elijah there uh, encouraged the woman. He encouraged the woman. Notice in, in 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 13. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not. Woman, I know that this is going to be a challenge to you because I know that is the last meal that you have. And But I want to assure you, if you follow God in your life, if you follow God, you will never go hungry. You will never go hungry. He said, fear not. Go and do as thou hast said. But make me thereof a little cake first. You see, the, the Lord wants to show us priority. You have to put God first in everything. Put God first. When you go to a place and, and, and study that course, is there a church there? When you go to a place and work for that work, for that job offer, is there a church there? Can you serve God the way you serve here? Can you serve God even more there? Or you serve God less there? If you serve God less there, that's a question mark. Because God does not want us to receive our service. God wants us to grow and abound in our service. The Bible says in, in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58. And, and that we should abound more and more in our service of the Lord. And you see here in, in 1 Kings 17, verse number 13 and 14, um, Elijah said unto her, Fear not, and go as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it to unto me. And after make for thee and for thy son for thus saith the Lord God of Israel the barrel of meal shall not waste neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth verse 15 and she went and did according to the saying of Elijah and she and he and her house did eat many days. Supposed to be the last meal, but they, you know, were saved because the Lord had promised provision. In verse 16, and the barrel of meal wasted not. Neither did the cruise of oil fail. According to the word of the Lord, we 
which is spake by Elijah. This is what God said in many ways. This is what God said in many ways in Philippians 4.19. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. But you have to put God first. Put God first. Every decision, God first. Talk to the Lord. And if this is the will of God, then do it. Another thing that we can find, these priorities that God uh, shows, shows us this morning, in, in fact, we can find it in Matthew chapter 7, verse number 3 to 5. Matthew chapter 7, <clears throat> verse number 3 to 5, the Bible says, Judge not that ye be not judged, for with what uh, judgment you judge, you shall be judged, and with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. Verse number 3. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye? But considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Or how wilt thou say unto thy brother, Let me pull out the mote out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye? O thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. What does the Bible say here? That means you have to judge yourself first. Anything wrong that's happening around you, think about maybe you are part of the problem. Maybe you are also doing the same thing that you are, you know, uh, firstly um, uh, disagreeing um, against. And you might be, the, the person maybe that's the, the cause and the source of the problem. How blind we often are to our own faults. And yet, how quickly we observe the faults and the failings of others. My friend, every time we criticize someone else for, being, uh, for a certain thing, we sometimes unconsciously, unconsciously criticize them for the thing of which we ourselves are guilty of doing. That is why when, when there is a sinner around us, uh, before we judge them, before we judge them and point our fingers upon them, consider yourself also. Because you might, you might fall in the same condemnation. That's it. That is what being said here in chapter 7, verse number 1. Judge not that you be not judged. For what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. And with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. Again, this is a very solemn and searching word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let's jump to another point here because this is what um, really the most important, I think, about all these things in Matthew chapter 8, verse number 21 and verse number 22. You have to search to seek your Savior first. Your Savior first. In Matthew 8, 21 and Another of his disciples said unto him, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. But Jesus said unto him, follow me and let the dead bury their dead. Me first. Lord, me first. How terrible, how terrible is this? And yet, how frequently we act in this way. We are all like doing this over almost every single day. You are a disciple, I am a disciple, but for many times, we are not really following Christ. We want us first. I want me first. Me first. Notice the word. Notice the word. In verse 21, 
And another of his disciples said unto him, Lord, suffer me first. We prioritize ourselves first. And again, many of us may be called me first disciple because we always find, you know, um, priorities on other things, but we put God on the least priority. And that makes us a self-centered Christian going our own way instead of the Lord's way. I do not know if this is true to you, but um, for many times we are, we are found to be me first disciple. We are found to be me first, you know, um, Christian. Because we cannot really sacrifice things of the Lord. Lord, I have given you Sunday and that's it. I cannot give you other days. My friend, we are not supposed to withhold anything from the Lord because in the first place, God is the owner of our lives. What? No, you're not. In 1 Corinthians 6.19, 1 Corinthians 6.19, 6, what? No, you're not. That your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own. Therefore, you are bought with a price. Glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. You see, I wonder if you are a me first disciple. Are we, are we a true disciples of the Lord Jesus? Are we really uh, following him as our master? My friend, if you do, the problem here I have is that why do you allow that doubtful habit? If you are, a, if you are a, a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, why do you dress to attract attention? If you are a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, why, why you should show the shape of your body? Why you should show so much skin? And why you should show your muscle? Why we need to show that? Why? Because you cannot trust God's way. You cannot attract that boy that you want, that you like. You cannot attract that girl that you like. That is why you show your muscle. Why do you pursue that harmful friendship? Even though you know it's a wrong friendship, why you pursue it? Why? Because you cannot trust God's way. Why do you allow that crooked method also in your business even though you know it's not right. Why? Because you cannot trust God's way in blessing you. Why, why do you go to questionable places of entertainment? Why, why you are more fun of worldly music? You are more fun of movies, uh, earthly movies, and movies full of profanity. Why? Because you cannot trust God's way. Why do you fail in winning souls? Why you have no appetite for the things of God? Why you cannot sacrifice for the things of the Lord? Why? Why you lack interest in the things of God? It is because you cannot trust God's way. Why do you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why? Because you cannot trust God's way. My friend, you, you, you want to get things done your own way and for yourself and yourself alone. God is just the last priority. God wants you to attend first what Christ wants. What does Christ want in your life? Then put what you want last. Satisfy first God's plan in your life and then do things there that you want. You see all these questions, a lot of questions, but this, all of these questions can be found with one answer and that is selfishness. We want ourselves. We do not really want Christ. We, we want to satisfy ourselves. But I will tell you, 
there's only one person that should be satisfied and be glorified and be praised in your life and no other than the Lord Jesus Christ. The reason being in, in Revelation 4.11, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor, for, thy, uh, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. God first, seek ye first the kingdom of God. My friend, all you need to do is put God first. In Matthew 23, verse number 20, 25 to 26, Matthew um, 23, verse number 25 to 26, God wants the inside first, then the outside later. But God is more important than the inside. The Christian's life is not just an outwardly reformed life, but it, it is indeed primarily an inwardly cleansed life. Because God said to, to um, um, Samuel, He said to Samuel in First uh, Samuel 16, 7, But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. What does God say? Do not focus on the face. Young people, young, young boys, young girls, do not focus on the face. Do not focus on the figure when you look for a life partner. Do not look at his at, at the height of the person. Do not look at the figure of the woman. Do not look at how he carried himself or herself. You know, if you have a good look, praise the Lord for that. Thank the Lord for his blessing upon your life. But that is not the most important thing. The most important thing is your godly character. The most important thing is, you know, um, your your um, your spirit, your your heart, and I thank the Lord that, um, you know, um, our church here we have uh, young people that is, uh, you know, an encouragement to so many of us. Praise the Lord for, you know, the, these young people and their and their soft heart for the Lord. I thank the Lord that we have no problems with their clothing. I thank the Lord that we have no problems with their with their mouth, with their words. And I hope that they, they, they are not speaking um, foolish words, you know, outside of the church. Because other churches have problems with this. Other churches here in New Zealand or, um, or Australia or America, they have problems with this. In fact, one pastor, I remember... He was asked about the prevailing problem with immodesty uh, of, of the people. They, they go to places and then the, the, the ladies and the girls, they, they, wear, they wear these shorts that are so short, very short, that the, whole, the entire legs, entire legs, entire, um, you know, uh, limb there um, is exposed. And the pastor um, was asked, he said, Pastor, why so many young girls are wearing skimpy clothes uh, that they are wearing short shorts? Why? And the pastor said, uh, that's, only, um, that's the only thing that they can show. There's nothing else that they can show in their lives. Just their legs. But again, my friend, young people, um, we have a lot of things to show. We don't have to show our skins. You don't have to show your body. But we can show to our parents how we love them. We can show to our to our to our members of the family that we honor them. We we can show to the elderly in our church that we we respect and give them reverence. 
We can show to the Lord that we love Him. Those are the things that we can show. It doesn't have to be your body. It doesn't have to be your skin. Because that's what the world is doing to show their skin. So that to attract the people that they want. Young people, do not follow Hollywood. Do not follow the world. Do not follow the ungodly people. If you see a person, but the person doesn't love the Lord, maybe step back. Do not follow the people that disregard the Lord. And But what do we need to follow? What do we need to follow? One final verse. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 21. And here's what we need to follow. The Bible says, If a man therefore purge himself from this, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Verse 22, Flee also youthful lust, but follow. This is what we need to follow. Righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the name of the Lord out of a pure heart. Again, I still have a lot of um, uh, things to show to you, but uh, we ran out of time, but we, we thank the Lord for all of these things that He had shown to us. Um, but again, it's all depend upon us how we pick this up and how we apply this into our lives. The priority in your life. Do not put God last. Put the Lord God in your life first. Because once you do, you will, uh, you know, advance uh, in this life. And you will be a blessing, not miserable. Please bow our heads in prayer. Our Father in heaven, Lord, um, we thank you for this moment. Lord, I know that um, we have um, uh, failed you in so many ways, in so many things. But Lord, I pray that um, we will be able to rectify uh, the wrong that we have to set the priority right, not minoring the major, and not also majoring the minor, but put things the right, the first things first. Bless your people, O oh God, and I pray that they will continue to serve you faithfully. And all of us, Lord, I pray that you will just um, prosper every uh, person's desire, uh, especially unto your service. And Lord, please um, attend unto them. And thank you, Father, for the blessings that you have given to us. We commit to you, all these people, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand, please, and let's sing that final hymn.